All right, what's up, y'all? Tom Alamo here. Welcome back to the Millennial Sales Podcast. Uh, I'm your host. Some people call me Tommy Tahoe. Uh, excited for today's episode. It's going to be a little bit of a different type of episode in that it is a conversation that I had uh, with my friends Alex Kramer and Clara Johnson on Alex's podcast. And uh, the whole point is that we're announcing something. So we are announcing uh, the Arise Immersion Retreat. Uh, so we're going to be talking about this throughout the podcast, but essentially this is going to be a three-day immersive experience uh, to help top sales professionals do better work, better their craft, master their inner game, and be part of a community that's serving something greater than themselves. So this will be a live in-person retreat in Austin, Texas in July. Um, we're going to focus on, you know, kind of three things. One is, you know, bettering your sales craft. So we're going to do uh, sessions on prospecting, on discovery, on, you know, demoing, negotiation, help you earn some of the biggest commission checks of your career. Second thing we're going to do is really doing some deep work and figuring out your why and, you know, uh, working on, you know, who you are and how can you be fulfilled in your role. Um, and then the last piece is like, we're just going to have a good time. And we're going to build community. We're going to have fun. We're going to do some some yoga. We're going to do some exercise. We're going to do some some a little mystery activity one of the nights. We're going to do group dinners and lunches and um, a lot of things that you're going to come away, you know, feeling really connected to uh, to us and, and to each other. So if you want to learn more, this episode is brought to you by that uh, event, Immersion. Uh, you can go to alluviance.co slash arise. That's uh, A-L-L-U-V-I-A-N-C-E dot C-O slash A-R-I-S-E. Or if you want to just head to my LinkedIn, uh, I'll have all the info there too. All right, let's get into today's episode. Welcome to the Rising Leader Podcast. This is your host, Alex Kremer. I'm the founder of Alluvians. I am... Ooh, this is going to be a good conversation today. This is a, a different rising leader podcast uh than i have done before for a few reasons here number one we got two of my favorite people uh here on this episode with us getting ready to drop not just some knowledge but more importantly some phenomenal stories and arc and uh for the second reason we're bringing something special to the world and we're Really, really excited to share it with everybody. It's something that we've been working on for quite some time and to officially be able to, so to speak, launch it uh, and spread the message uh, is something that uh, we all have been envisioning here for quite some time. Uh, and, and we're hoping and we're praying and we're manifesting that it's going to be impacting just uh, a couple of lives out there, I think. So first off, uh, we got Mr. Tom Alamo and the wonderful Miss Clara Johnson here on the episode or on the pod. So first off, what up, Tom? What up, Clara? Good to see you guys. What hey. up? Happy Friday. Let me just introduce, you know, both of these two great people um, who I've been friends with for quite a few years now. Uh, and I think I was trying to like calculate it too. I think collectively between the three of us, we have somewhere between 40 to 50 years in tech sales and tech sales leadership uh, between all of us. I was like, wow, that's that's a good number of years. That's a good number of experience. But um, Tom, I'll first introduce you, man. You, uh, you've been on this podcast before, so you are not a stranger to this. 
Uh, you are the founder of TA Sales. You are the co-founder of the Revenue Lab. You are also uh, a host of your very own podcast called Millennial Sales, which I think has been, you know, gotten out more than 300 episodes, something along those lines. Just been spreading a really good message here. Uh, former top account executive at Gong. And just overall, like just great human, always bringing a joyful vibe, a positive purpose, uh, and just a good smile. Oh, by the way, your, your hair's been looking phenomenal <laughs> lately as you've been growing it out. So I just got to call that one out. <laughs> Trying to keep up with you in the hair department, man. But thank you. It's uh, I'm psyched to be here uh, with both of you. And, and anytime I get to talk to both of you, uh, I'm always excited. So uh, looking forward to the combo today. And then we have uh, the wonderful Clara Johnson. Clara is uh, someone who is very special to me. I would say she's, uh, I, I would call you a soul friend. How about that? Someone who uh, you, you've been, for me personally, many things. You've been a spirit guide to me. You've been a coach to me. You've been a mentor to me. Uh, what's funny is I used to manage you way back in the day. Uh, at Outreach, uh, and you're one of the best account executives that I saw, as well as now one of the best sales leaders uh, that I've been able to watch just just shine in so many different types of ways. You are now uh, a sales leader at the wonderful Catalyst Software, uh, doing wonderful things. So, Clara, first off, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Alex. I am honored to be part of the show and to be building something very, very special with the both of you. So grateful to be here today. Well, let's dive into this. So I guess, you know, first off, the question is, you know, why are we here coming together? And um, I guess, what are we doing? What are we going to be talking about? So uh, I reached out to uh, both Tom and Claire probably about eight months ago, something along those lines and said, hey, you know, we're all kind of doing something similar in regards to tech sales, tech sales leadership, you know, on the the grind of honing our craft as sales professionals, we're all very much into investing into our sale and to ourselves as well as building great community. And I think, you know, through conversations that we've all had um, while we've seen wonderful successes and hit quota and made a whole bunch of money and all that sort of good stuff, we've also dealt with some pretty serious challenges along the path. And, you know, being within tech sales is by no means easy. There's a lot of stress. There's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of, why am I doing this every single day? Why am I grinding so much? And, you know, all of us have been at some of the fastest growing tech companies, essentially within the world. And when you're at a very fast growing company, it's extremely exciting. And it's also a ton of pressure. And, um, We've all dealt with that in different types of ways. And I think through our journeys, we've all started to bring uh, a unique flavor in terms of how do we make sure sure that we are driving great results and, and trying to um, you know, add value to our clients. But more importantly, how do we make sure that we're supporting ourselves? How do we make sure that we're staying mindful? How do we make sure that we are aligned with our purposes? And... Um, you know, through that journey, I think we've um, gained a lot of different types of knowledge and experience. And so uh, about eight months ago, we were like, all right, what could we do with this? There's something here that we want to share a message with the world. Uh, and so uh, we are officially going to be hosting and launching our very first in-person three-day immersion 
or retreat, whatever it is you want to call it, uh, in mid-July, July 14th through the 16th in the wonderful Austin, Texas area. Uh, we're going to be bringing together some of the best tech sales professionals, tech sales leaders um, that we know of to really focus on three main things. Number one, uh, I think something that we're all very passionate about is, first off, how do you become a badass sales professional? Like, how do you hone your craft? How do you, uh, you know, be a great prospector? How do you be a great closer? How do you demo effectively? How do you negotiate well? How do you, you know, really, you know, hone your craft? And as part of that, you know, the second thing we're going to be really doing is how do you transform the inner game? How do you make sure that you go inward and not just become clear on why you're doing what you're doing, but also tap into a little bit of vision for yourself as well. How do you be in a greater sense of self-connection? There's a lot of people who are consistently asking them, <laughs> I'm going to use a little profanity, but it's like, who the fuck am I? Like, who am I? What am I really trying to bring to the world? And that is, uh, I think, in my opinion, probably the most important thing that we can be doing. And, you know, the third part that we're really doing by bringing people together is building great community. You know, we're, we're all uh, either whether you're an individual contributor or a great sales leader, like we want to be surrounded by other people who are on the path, who are on the journey, um, who are trying to, um, you know, take it to the next level and do it with other people. Um, who are who are stepping up that way? So, I cannot wait for that in mid July, and and I think today's conversation um, is just like, why are we doing this? Like, what has been each of our past that has led us to this moment uh, to be doing something that uh, is unique, it is different, but is also um, also wonderful uh, creative art. So, I will. Uh, I guess let me first pass it over to Tom and Claire, like. You know, drop drop a couple nuggets here. What are you guys thinking about this whole thing that we're doing? I one am honored to uh, be next to both of you, leading in this immersion retreat, whatever we want to call it, because I think that we bring something very special to the tech sales community, and it's that yes, we understand the pressure, and yes, we've seen amazing success in our career, but we've all struggled. We all have had experiences that have propelled us to where we are today. And I think that there's a lot of people in the world right now, specifically in tech sales that feel that way, that are struggling and they need community they need to understand their purpose. They need to understand their why. And they need pathways to think about things differently. <clears throat> and I think when we share our experiences, collaborate on them, be vulnerable in them, we allow other people to grow and ourselves to grow. And I am very, very, very excited that we get the opportunity to bring this to the world. Yeah, I'm with that. And, you know, I think... Um... I'm also, you know, really excited to just be working and, and partnering and learning from from both of you. But if you're listening to this, like th there's a problem in the world of tech sales that's existed for a long time. And we, we're all, we're all going to share some personal stories here in a minute. But let's just, I, I imagine that if you're listening to this, uh, to this podcast and consuming this content that you, you resonate with the problem here. And that is... You're probably a high achieving, ambitious person. You're listening to a leadership, you know, sales development podcast. So I, I imagine that's the type of person you are. Uh, 
if you've ever felt like you had this major goal and you got there, you hit quota, you went to president's club, you got promoted, you made six figures, you made a certain amount of money and you felt good for about seven minutes and then felt (laughs) empty again. (laughs) That's a problem. That's a, to work all year or multiple years for something and you feel good for a day. That's not how it should be. Um, if you feel like, you know, your, your manager or your VP is not giving you the, the training that you need, if you feel like you're stuck, if you feel like you're not going anywhere, you plateaued, that's an issue. If you feel like, man, I I'm doing this all alone and I'm just alone in my apartment all day. And like, why am I making 50 calls a day? And why am I even trying to sell this SaaS product to marketers? I don't like this. This isn't feeling fulfilling. And I don't have anyone that's like supporting me. That's a problem. And we've all been there and we're going we're gonna to talk about that. But um, that's something that a lot of folks are experiencing. I, I hear it every day when I'm talking to salespeople. And um, you know, I just wanted to shine a, a bigger light on that because it is a real problem. And um, you know, in, a, in the world that we're trying to help create, uh, that problem gets eliminated. People are able to still be ambitious and hit goals. Um, they can grow their craft. They can feel fulfilled. They can do work that's meaningful. They can feel right. They can have a group of people that support them and love them and encourage them to do better. And um, that's the world that I'd like to live in. That's the world that we're trying to help create. So um, I just wanted to share that before we kind of go down our our individual rabbit holes here. I'm picking up what you're putting down, man. (laughs) I mean, I I will agree with you and I'll I'll even, you know, kind of start sharing my own personal journey. So you know, I've, you know, been in tech sales now for about 15 years. I was literally counting it up. I was like, wow, this is a long time that I've started to be in tech sales. And, you know, I've, I've worked at the large companies of Microsoft. I was there for five years. I uh, was at DocuSign back in the early days of DocuSign. Uh, I was at Outreach for five years, helped to grow that from like 150 people up to you know, almost 2,000 people or so, stepped into leadership roles through that. Now I'm at Catalyst Software uh, as director of sales. And you know, through these times, like a, a common trend or just, you know, passion of mine has always been become not just a great sales rep, but become and develop into a great sales professional. Like I, I love learning the art of the craft right there. And I've put myself through many different courses, communities, uh, read books on sales to really start to perfect my game. And probably one of the most impactful ways that I really started to become a better sales professional uh, is by leading and to teach and to share these perspectives that I've been doing. And, you know, for many of my years, especially early on at Microsoft, uh, my whole goal was to crush quota, <laughs> right? I almost thought that, uh, not almost, I thought that if I hit quota, I was therefore good enough. And, um, there was times when, you know, I'd be partying hard throughout (laughs) the week, showing up, uh, to calls feeling, why am I selling this product again? Why am I selling cloud? Why am I selling SaaS? Oh yeah. It's so I can hit quota and therefore I will be good enough. And, uh, I used to wear a suit and a tie every single day when I go and meet customers face to face because I was afraid that they would see that I was uh, secretly on the inside, had no idea what I was doing, no idea what I was talking about. And uh, I also, you know, for many of those years, I was using Adderall in order to help uh, hype myself up, to get myself focused, to get myself engaged with it. And um, it worked 
for a little bit or to a certain point. I was able to absolutely crush quota and make, you know, a ton of money there. I was consistently, you know, the the number one performer on my team. And uh, I still remember, um, you know, always under my breath as I was, you know, in the office or on the way to customer calls being like, man, I hate my job. <laughs> like, I hate what I'm doing every single day. But I need to hit quota because I need to be good enough. And there was a self-worth component uh, built into that. And I ended up, um, you know, through forcing myself to put a smile on and trying to lie to myself and to brainwash myself into thinking I was good, I ended up um, getting to a really tough place and, you know, really uh, diagnosed with depression, not wanting to leave my apartment um, really feeling alone and, and honestly afraid of where my life was going. Like, was this really what I put uh, myself on earth or why, why I was put on earth to, to do this? And um, I'm so grateful that uh, when I was at that rock bottom, I ended up actually um, leaving my job. I ended up actually moving back to Seattle and, and really nourishing myself by being closer to family and friends. And um, I ended up joining a community uh, very similar to, um, you know, what we are going to be bringing here. Um, and I attended my very first immersion that really taught me a lot more around um, what is, uh, what does it mean to actually have a North Star and to be something that you're working towards and to know that being a great sales professional, being a great sales leader is just a conduit to you living a greater sense of meaningful impact. And to be impacting others. And um, through that journey, I've learned about meditation and breath work. And, you know, that's a huge part of my practice. And uh, whether it be journaling and talking to mentors, um, you know, I'm so grateful that I've uh, been through that path. And I still go through that path. Sometimes I wake up in the morning, I'm like, why am I doing what I'm doing again? Why is this so freaking hard? And a lot of people are struggling with that. Um, and the question becomes, how? How do we start to get ourselves going and moving towards the right direction? Um, and we need to first be embodying that ourselves before we can start to teach and, and, and share it with other people as well. Beautifully said, Alex. Appreciate the deep level of vulnerability and sharing all that and how you got to being where you are today. It's really, really powerful. Um. I, my, my story, I kind of stumbled into sales, to be honest. I graduated from college with a philosophy degree, thought I was going to go to law school and uh, was sitting in one of my 5,000 level law classes, law and punishment to be exact, reading case study after case study after case study, and then regurgitating that information and writing papers. And I was like, I don't want to do this for three more years and go to school. I do not, this doesn't sound fun to me. So when I graduated, I was like, I'm going to go do something that aligns with who I am at my core. And that was, I loved clothes. I loved fashion. And I got a, an internship at Nordstrom. And I started understanding how to sell clothes and uh, how that brought a lot of joy to me and um, how it brought a lot of joy to other people as well in outfitting them and making them feel confident. 
And through that process, I also got to step into management and lead other sales reps. Uh, You know, retail is a grind. So I knew it wasn't going to be my forever path. Um, And I fortunately found my way into tech. So I stepped out of the retail selling world and I went into and started at an e-commerce platform as an SDR and quickly, quickly fell in love with it. And from there, I've just continued to ride my journey of tech sales into you know, leading an SDR team and then getting fortunate to join Outreach as employee 311. And I held three different selling roles in my four years there. And I also got the opportunity to step into sales leadership. I was a top performing AE consistently year over year. When I was a sales leader, I was leading one of the number one sales teams at Outreach. And I, throughout all of that success, similar similar to Alex, was like, why am I doing all of this? You know, money is great. Uh, Success is great. But there's, you know, I don't really understand my purpose. I don't really understand the why behind this. I've always been someone who has pushed myself to find success, but I didn't understand why I had that innate push inside of me. Why did I have this desire to always achieve and find success? What was that doing for me? Uh, I actually got my human design chart read maybe like two years ago for my birthday. And the overarching theme of it was that I'm a manifesting generator. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. You give me a role, I'm going to manifest that there's success in it. But what does that mean? What does that bring to the world? And, you know, there was a point when I was selling at Outreach where, you know, the pandemic hit, we were all working from home, sales were tough, and it was a, it was a pretty low moment for me of I wasn't motivated I wasn't necessarily finding the same success that I was in the past. It was a lot harder to do my job. It was a lot harder to connect with my peers because we were all working remote. And that's when I started to reach out to people in my community. And Alex, you were one of those people. And you also got me connected with the community that you were part of that helped me align to my higher self, my purpose, why was I on this earth and what was I meant to do? And all of this achievement and success that I have found, how can I help others achieve and find success? And I learned that through teaching. I learned that through developing others, that that aligned to my purpose. And that was much deeper than just individual success. Hmm. And so now... I am in this amazing role where I get to lead sales professionals every single day, but be rooted in my, you know, becoming my higher self, but also understanding deeply in my purpose that yes, I want to have success and yes, I want to achieve great things. But in order to do that, 
I need to help teach and coach and develop those around me to feel bigger than just myself. Appreciate both of you uh, sharing those stories and being super vulnerable, cutting it open. And, uh, you know, something that I was thinking about while you were both sharing, and uh, I'll share my, my story here in a sec, but is just, you know, how the, the lows that you both have shared at very specific points. And I bet, you know, if you took five seconds and you closed your eyes, you could put yourself right back in that spot. Alex, when you were leaving Microsoft, Clara, you know, when the uh, pandemic was, was breaking out. Uh, and remember, you know, where you were and, and how you were feeling. And, um, you know, I, th- I have some of those moments too that I'll share. And I think it's just really interesting to me that I do think you need to go through those. It's, it's really hard. I haven't met anyone that just like started off and just like went always up to the right and just like started feeling good all the time and was successful and always had a community. And I think although it's very painful, I think those are really incredible teaching moments that you can look back afterwards. Not fun in the moment, but afterwards and say, man, that was a really important turning point. And uh, I'm sure a a percentage of people listening to this are in that point right now or they're just like, man, shit sucks right now. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I just encourage them to, to actually lean into that a little bit. And understand that that's that is part of the process. There's probably not a way to not do that if you want to do something really cool and 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 ambitious. And um, you know, look at these two coming out on the other side like rock stars. I love that, Tom. There's this this quote that I think about very often when I am in a moment because I still struggle. Right? We're we're all on a journey. It's not a hill journey. It has lots of bumps in the road. And the quote says, show me struggle and I'll show you growth. Mm. And I always come back to that. You know, when I am struggling, it is, there's purpose in that struggle and it's propelling me to find growth and to get better and to embody change. So I love that you brought that frame because I think about that quote often in my, in my journey and my struggle. I will also say I'm still going through that. Like each day, you know, selling SaaS or leading a team or dealing with rejection, especially with everything that's going on in the market right now, certain, every deal is at risk in any, any sort of way. Um, There is still the, this is really hard. And also for many people, I think are experiencing the, I'm just getting told by leadership to be driving revenue and hitting quota. And sure, do I want to do that? But I'm also wanting a certain sense of like fulfillment. Like I'm wanting to feel like I'm working towards something greater than just myself, working with a greater group of people as well. And I think, you know, Clara and and Tom, you, you both said it so well. It's like, we've gone through this, um, you know, I think to not just learn from it and to teach and to share other people with other people. But like, if you're listening to this and you're like, man, I am struggling. Like I am burnt out. I am stressed. Like I also am looking at myself in the mirror every single morning before I make 50 cold calls and say, why am I doing this? Like, I see you dog. <laughs> like <laughs> I feel you like I'm there with you. And also, um, let it just be okay that there's, you know, beauty and wonder that comes from that. 
if you choose not to do it by yourself, if you choose to receive help or be in community or talk to mentors and to process it and to integrate it, because that is truly what allows the goodness as you're speaking to right there, Tom, to start to flourish. So I'll share a little bit about, about my path as well. I, I feel like, um, in thinking about this, I actually have, you know, three kind of distinct moments that, that really fit well to Alex, what you brought up 20 minutes ago. Why are we doing this retreat immersion? The three kind of parts of the craft, your own fulfillment and then community. Um, yeah, I got into sales in college. Uh, I was selling cut code knives door to door. If you're familiar with that, just going into people's homes and slinging thousand uh, dollar, you know, batches of knives. How, uh, many, did, how many pennies did you cut in half, by the way? You don't cut the penny in half. Either. It's a corkscrew, first of all. <laughs> uh, but dude, I, I'll tell you real quick. I was, this was like sophomore year of college. And I, I got shoulder surgery like right before that. And the reason I had to sell was I usually would, would teach tennis. I played tennis in college and I couldn't do that. So I had a sling in one arm and I'd carry my knives and a bunch of fruit and veggies in the other arm. And uh, I'd be wearing a suit and just like going into people's homes. And I'd be like chopping up sweet potatoes with them or whatever they were eating for dinner that night. And uh, it was it was a wild scene, but it was great. It was fun. Uh so I, uh, <laughs> that, that, that led me into just the path of sales and got into, uh, you know, tech sales straight out of college. And, you know, the three moments for me, one was, you know, my first year of sales, I was partying a lot. I was probably going out five, six nights a week that, you know, college lifestyle. And uh, I, I might have told this on your podcast earlier, Alex, but I came across the book, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And it got me really focused on like a personal development path. Like, hey, let's, let's cut out some of this junk. And like, let's, let's try to make ourselves better. And I focused on the craft. I read a bunch of sales books and, you know, talked to mentors and would try to sit in the CEO's office at night and like talk to him about his sales career and just like be a sponge. And that really benefited me in the, in the craft of sales. Um, and then after a couple of years, I started doing well. I went from making 40K when I started to, you know, well over six figures. I was the sales rep of the year at my company. And I remember walking in and I'd always be the guy like first in, last out, be in the office by 7 a.m. And I remember one day I, wa- I was walking in the office, I was feeling real jittery and I got and I was like racing to get in and, uh, you know, like I was late or something, but it was like 6.45 in the morning and the first in and I was just like so anxious, so on edge, like I got to do this, I got to do this, I got to do this, do more, more, more. Uh, and I had a panic attack in the office and I went into a conference room and like Googled, you know, like, am I having a panic attack? And, uh, cause I didn't really know what was going on and told a friend that, uh, worked there that like, Hey, like something's messed up here. Like, I'm not, I'm not feeling good. And they came in and we talked for a little bit and I was, you know, I was crying and I was just like, Man, I don't know what is going on and, uh, went home for the day and, you know, that got me into, uh, after a little bit of time into, you know, going to therapy and, you know, focusing more on a, uh, you know, mental health, focusing more on a spiritual practice mentioned, you know, meditation earlier and breath work. And it's really started me down that path of, oh, it's not just all about my quota and how much money I can make. Like I got to take care of myself too. go figure. Um, and then, you know, as, as, as that leg of the stool started to, to grow, um, I started to 
feel generally pretty good again. And then, uh, you know, a year or two ago, I, I had another moment where I was in San Francisco during the pandemic, was focusing on myself. I was selling good. I was meditating. I was doing these things, but I had no community. Uh, and I had no, truthfully, I had no real like good friends out there. Right? I had a couple and they moved out. And so I was with uh, my ex at the time uh, and uh, we were engaged and we actually broke up uh, while I was out there. And, uh, I looked to my left and I looked to my left, to my right. And I'm like, man, I got no one out here. I'm working from home. Uh, my family's across the country. My best friends are across the country. Uh, my coworkers are all working from home, uh, you know, in various parts of the country. And I'm like, shit, this doesn't, this is, this doesn't feel very good either. And, uh, so I moved to, to Chicago, you know, a little over a year ago because most of my family, lives uh, either here or Indianapolis, which is close. My best friends live here. Um, and, and it was a very comforting kind of thing to, to be closer to community. And, you know, I vowed to spend a lot more time with friends, you know, with new people in the community and, and trying to, to bolster that third part of the stool, because it's really not just all about you and having the most dialed in morning routine and this and that, uh, because that gets lonely. And at some point, you're going to need people to, to help you out. And, uh, so again, like, uh, I think Alex was mentioning, or maybe both of you, uh, that does not mean that because I've, I've worked on these three parts of the stool that everything is perfect. I, I had kind of a rough week, uh, two weeks ago, I was, you know, just some stuff with my own business and I was getting anxious and set so that, that certainly happens. But I think I've developed uh, a good set of tools that when that happens, I, I can be aware and I know, at some points, okay, you got to do a little bit more better work or man, you need to just take a step back and take care of yourself or man, focus on your community, like go to your support system, have them help you out. Um, or maybe it's a combination of all three. And I think that, um, you know, I wouldn't be at the point where I am today without that and, uh, and without those, those struggles. So, um, that's how I got to, uh, to where we are today. And, uh, and I just got to say, I'm just su- super, I hope this comes through that I'm just super passionate about anyone that's that's feels like they're missing one of those three legs of the stool because the better you take care of your life, the sales are going to ma- take care of themselves. You're going to be crushing your numbers and getting promoted and this and that um, if you if you work at it. But it's just it's developing your own alignment that is by far the hardest part. Yeah, there's something I always uh, have said, well, at least for like the past four or so years of self-care above everything else. Mm. I, I mean, I think sales, being a sales professional, like I'm all about learning the craft and studying the strategies and reading the books. But if we're not feeling good, like if we don't have a greater sense of of fulfillment, it's like I compare it to being, you know, if an architect is depressed. An architect could probably still do their job. If an engineer is depressed, I bet you they can still do their job, like to a point. Like, I don't mean to offend anybody, but like, like that's a, a different type of role to a point. If you're in sales and you're depressed or you're having massive anxiety, if you're feeling stressed, that's going to impact your performance incrementally. And I think so many people really overlook that. Like, yeah, I want to learn some badass closing techniques and frameworks. And I want to learn, you know, from the TA sales prospecting playbook, way to build massive amounts of pipeline and book meetings and how to have a great cold call script. Like, 
that's important for sure. And I think one of the things that we're all very passionate about, and you know, obviously, Claire, you and I teach that every single day and teach each other that every single day, but it has to first be grounded in, am I feeling like I'm nourishing myself and like I'm excited for today, or at least I'm like working towards something with that? Because we're back to back. Like Claire, you and I were in the office yesterday and I was back to back from 7.30 in the morning until 9 p.m. because we had a customer facing dinner. Like you got to have a certain thing of going forward. And if we are not, and it's not just like the meditation and the breath work and the cold plunges, which I think we we all love doing that stuff. And that's a big part of, you know, what we want to bring. But it's also, it's like, have I looked inward? Have I really started to nurture and start to talk to those parts of myself that are hurting, that Mm -hmm. I've dealt with trauma, that views myself as not being good enough, that is just wanting people to like them? I'm speaking from my own personal experience right here. And it's been a journey of me having to go inward and start to speak to the part of myself that's like, yo, you're not good enough and you're never going to be good enough and be like, oh, that that's a, a... part of me that if I'm not, if I'm just trying to push down in silence, that shit comes up. <laughs> that, that shit comes up in the panic attacks in the office, Tom, sort of thing. Yeah. But by going there and actually creating a relationship and holding space for that parts of ourselves, it actually releases such an incredible energy and in such a cre- incredible like transmission that we're able to come from that actually says like, I'm becoming more myself and owning myself and my uniqueness, my difference. I'm owning the fact that I'm fucking weird as hell. Hell yeah. (laughs) And knowing and trusting that people actually like me more (laughs) because I'm that way versus trying to make them to like me be a people pleaser. I feel like so many people listening can take bits and pieces of what we've talked about thus far and raise their hand and be like, yep, I've been there. That's me. Tom, I think when you said you were feeling that you just had to do more every single day. You had to be in the office before everyone else. You had to do more cold calls. You had to make more sales. Tech sales is like that, right? There's a ton of pressure. It's a lot of more and it's a lot of suppressing because of that pressure. And it's very, very difficult to feel grounded when you are extremely busy, when you have pressure of a number over your head, when you're viewed as just a number, when you don't have community, when you don't feel safe to bring up the things that you are struggling with because of this environment that has been created. So I, I hope anyone who's listening to this can take bits and pieces and see that we, we've been there. We see you. And I think the first step of progressing out of that feeling is to invest in yourself. Make that switch. Clara, I still remember so back uh, when we were both at Outreach. Uh, <laughs> I hope it's okay if I share a story. I'm assuming it will be, but I still remember I had like just started. I don't think I was managing you at the time. It was like even before that where I was still an AE myself. And you pulled me into like a breakout room and you just, you. I was just like, how are you? And you just, you just started bawling. 
And, mm-hmm. and we look back on that time so often. We're like, oh, that was like the beginning of our like true relationship, like our true friendship right there. Because it like you finally were able to be like, Yo, are you, are you feeling this thing that I'm feeling too? Because like everybody's got like smiles on their face around here, but like are these real smiles? <laughs> Let me just give everyone some context about that story. <laughs> I was probably nine months into my first ever closing role in tech sales. And as many of us know in startup culture, when it is a scrappy startup, Series A to Series CD, sometimes you don't have a ton of resources. And that was the case here at Outreach. I got hired. I got two hours of onboarding. I got handed my computer and said, here are the decks. Go learn it, Clara. And I was in my head so much because I would walk into the office every day and see all of these sellers who had years of experience closing around me, who had years of selling outreach. And I felt like I was floundering every single day. But when we were in that room and the simple words of just, how are you? That was a moment for me where I decided to invest in myself and be vulnerable and admit that I was struggling. And so much growth has come from that moment. So I appreciate you bringing it up because I've been, I've been down in the lows of lows. I've had you see me in those lows and, and hold me and support me. And we got through it together. That's why community is so very important. That's powerful. And I, I want to just, um, I want to jump on what you're saying about investing in yourself. Uh, and we've mentioned some things like reading books, you know, mentioned therapy, we've mentioned coaching, this and that. Um, you know, I, I can only speak for myself, but I think this is true for all three of us. You know, I haven't counted it up, but I've, I've certainly spent tens of thousands of dollars on my own development over the last, you know, eight years of being a, a sales professional in SaaS. Uh, I've hit my, I've hit my, I think 10,000 hour mark of, of working on all that between reading, writing podcasts, you know, I've had coaches, I've done therapy for three years, uh, taken online courses, this and that. And so we, we kicked this off saying that we have this immersion in this retreat. And so that's obviously part of the reason that we're here. And we think that's a great option. Um, but I will also call out might not, it's not the only option. And if you're listening to this and like, man, I feel freaking great right now. I'm killing it and I feel good. And I got my, my tribe with me. Then hats off to you. DM us. We'd love to learn uh, (laughs) what you got going on. Um, and maybe you, maybe you're, you're feeling called to work with someone as a one-on-one coach. You're being called to go to therapy. You're being called to take up meditation, uh, take up running as a, as a practice, something like that. That's great too. You know, like we're, we're here in the business of, of serving people and everyone's in their own path and there's, there's, you know, a moment, but I, I think you need to invest the time and money and resources into yourself because that's the, where the exponential growth comes in. Um, and by the way, we do think our immersion retreat is pretty badass, and, uh, and, and we'll help a lot of people in this lane uh, as well. Yeah, and I'll, I'll even just double-click into that. So I still remember it was the day when I said, 
let me start bringing all the stuff that I'm doing outside of work, the the mental health, the meditation, the breath work, the like becoming clear on my vision and my why, like the stuff that I've been doing, you know, I've been, I've been at this point in my life attended 40 to 50 retreats slash immersions three days and above. Like I, it's just a thing that I love doing. And it was back in like 2019 where I was doing that outside of work and, and keeping my work self, my work self. And I said, what if I just combined those two things? What if I just fully brought that? And it was right about when I moved into sales leadership as well. And I remember, you know, really, uh, I started leading every or starting every single one of my team meetings with breath work. Clara, you were in those with like mm-hmm. one round of Wim Hof, like, and were people resistant initially? Hell yes, they were. <laughs> they were like, this is weird. I don't know how I feel about this. Aren't we just trying to close deals here? And I still remember it was like, we had been doing it like on a weekly basis uh, for about two months or so. And then I got to the team and I was like, all right, guys, we got like a lot to cover in this meeting. Um, you know, we're going to skip it. And, you know, a couple, we were like, no, we should actually do some breath work here. We need this. Like this helps ground us. And I was like, oh, okay, there's something to this. And then we started bringing in, uh, there's a quadrant exercise we do called the, the four quadrants where it goes over what your vision is in different areas of your life, what your vision is uh, in your work, what your uh, vision is for your relationships, for your health, and then for your, your time, money, and freedom. And essentially, you can, uh, you know, mark them out for 12 months from now and really, you know, try to be very specific in it. Uh, and the whole goal is to uh, not just look at it and say it every single day, but we would share it with everybody on the team wasn't even about work. <laughs> wasn't even, I mean, certain parts of it were, but it was really about like, who are you trying to become? And let's actually start to talk about that often. And let's start to be vulnerable about where we're at today and the gap that we might be experiencing from where we're trying to be. And let's share it and open it. And I cannot tell you not just how much closer it got our team, our crew, as I called it, like, People just felt like they were part of something bigger than themselves because we're talking about the real shit, the stuff that mattered. And guess what, by the way, happened to our results? We blew it out of the water. <laughs> we had done way better than we'd ever done. And I think, you know, the teams that I was leading at Outreach for, you know, the, the past four years, I was either the number one or the number two spot each year. And it, and it wasn't even about the results. It was just like people were feeling good. People were working towards something. Was it hard? Hell, yeah, it was hard. And we struggled, but we kept the why, the purpose, the like, what am I really trying to become? What's the fulfillment that I'm trying to feel every single day? And it made it, <clears throat> gave us some meaning to it, especially because you're doing it with other people. You were not alone within that journey. I love that. I just wish I was on your team. <laughs> I almost just as maybe a little Easter egg for the, for the people. Listen, I correct me if I'm wrong, Alex. I, when I joined gong in 2020, my two top choices were outreach and gong. And I was mm-hmm. deep in the interview process with outreach. And I think I interviewed with you or, and, or you maybe just, maybe you helped me. We, we definitely talked and, uh, the only reason I didn't take it was because the only job was in New York and I didn't want to, I didn't want to go out there. Uh, but we, that could have happened. Us three could have like, we could have been doing breath work like for four years <laughs> ago together. That would have been amazing. You would have fit right in Tom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a very I, special crew. Yeah. Very I special crew. Um, go ahead. I, I think there's this common thread between all of us 
that we've, you know, we've experienced struggle. We've identified that struggle. We've admitted that struggle to ourselves. We've then defined what our purpose is, what our why is. And I think it's so interesting for me, you know, there was a turning point in my career where I was finding a bunch of success, like I talked about, but I was also like, what am I doing this for? And who am I becoming? And what's my purpose? And I am still in this very much so in this process of experiencing the deep feeling of knowing my purpose and my higher self while becoming her and while living that purpose. And I think that is why this immersion is so special to me because one, we could have the ability to help other people identify their higher self and their purpose while also seeing that we are still working on ourselves and becoming our, our higher selves. So I'm curious, when you think about your higher self and your purpose, what is it that defines those two things for both of you? It's interesting you ask. Uh, so I, I was in, I promise this story is going to have a point. I was in Scottsdale a couple weeks ago, snowboarding uh, with uh, my girlfriend and our, our dog. And we went to this, um, went to this like contemporary kind of museum. They had all this funky artwork and it was, it was not like paintings. It was just, it was very interactive. And one of those, if you've ever been to one, um, it was very unique. And one of the exhibits was basically just like a, a room and the, all the walls were chalkboard, like floor to see floor to ceiling. And there's a question. And the question was more or less like, what do you want to do before you die? Something like that. And there was hundreds of answers from become a billionaire to go to space to uh, cuddle with my dog, like there's random things all over. Um, and the thing, what I wrote down, the first thing that came to, to my gut was, uh, you know, I want to positively impact one person every single day, the rest of my life. When I don't think about that, I get a lot more stressed. And I think about how do I grow this business? How do I make more? How do I become more efficient with my time? How do I do this? How do I do that? When I boil it down to, hey, am I, salespeople are my people. Um, I love all people, uh, but salespeople, I just, I love sales. Uh, and I just think to myself, is what I'm doing positively impacting salespeople? Is it actually helping them in one of these three ways that we've been talking about? And if it is, and I do that enough and I help enough people, I'm going to be okay. You know, I'm going to hit my goals over some time horizon. I'll make money. I'll grow a business. I'll do whatever. I'll write a book, whatever. But if I have those people in mind that I'm serving them and I'm helping them, that's what I want to do. And, you know, hope to be able to create a, the rest of my career and, and life around that. And I think um, the people that I admire have a, a service mentality, whether it's for salespeople or something else. And, um, you know, the more generous people are, the more I admire them. So that's um, maybe that's too broad for, for what your question was. Uh, cause it's not like a year and it's not the four quadrants that you mentioned, Alex, but that's, that's what drives me. I love that, man. man every t- single time you speak, I like, I'm just like lit up. I'm like, Ooh, you're seeing <laughs> some good stuff here. Um, it's a good, it's a really good question, Clara. And, um, so we, uh, in our, in our team meeting that we were having the other day with our sales team, uh, at Catalyst, uh, we went around and, uh, we asked everybody to give one word or one phrase that represents their why. Like, why are we here? 
And uh, my word was purpose. And it's always been my word. And uh, I remember one year back in like 2021, we had to write like our mission statement. And my uh, mission statement says, my purpose is to bring purpose to others and just to, to give other people meaning. And that's where I really feel the most lit up. Like that's honestly uh, why I love being a coach, being a leader, um, you know, really being able to invest in people but because there's something about when I see other people start to get it and really start to see them, not just like understand how to sell and the way to frame thing and like understand like the, just the skill set that comes with that, but also the like, Oh, I'm feeling good. I'm tapping into something like there's a different feel. There's a different like dimension that you kind of get into that. You're like, Whoa, right. This is different. I like it. And I love when I see that happen. And, and personally, as I go on my path, um, I know the most, the best way for me to do that is not via my words. It's actually via like, it, it's the transmission from which I am coming from. It is first living that myself. My influence and my impact is not in the words, the actions or anything. It's like the literally the frequency that is coming from my body. And if I can do that, and this is part of the reason, you know, why I do this podcast. It's why I'm a sales leader at my company. It's also why we're throwing this immersion. I'm like, yo, by us being able to bring and share some of these lessons that we have learned along our way, it's also forcing and holding myself to an extremely high standard of living it and embodying it. This is not uncommon, I would say, but I have struggled with mental health my entire life from a really young age. It's been in forms of anxiety. It's been in forms of depression. You know, it's been in forms of primarily um, how I view myself physically with body image. And... I have identified through community, through being vulnerable, through opening up that I need to live in a mindset that is productive, that is safe, that holds me and combats some of the mental, the negative mental thoughts that go through our head. And through some lots of work, you know, I've been in therapy since I was 19 years old. I have invested also in doing immersions. Thank you, Alex, for introducing me <laughs> to your crew. Uh, I have tapped people on the shoulder that I am inspired by to mentor me. I have invested in coaching. And I've really identified that my purpose is to not just survive in an abundant mindset, but to thrive in that mindset and to be intentional about an abundant mindset. And by doing that, part of my purpose is to have that radiate and penetrate everyone that I come in contact with so that I can make the world a much easier place to be. And hopefully bring other people into an abundant mindset. Well, I'll tell you, Clara, uh, it's been very powerful 
for myself to watch you over the past six or seven years in your professional career, especially as you started to really, you know, not just be vulnerable and honest, like with, with your journey and, and your challenges, but also to step more into your voice and step more into your power. Um, you know, uh, female leadership and, and that path, we had a, you know, women in leadership at our company mm-hmm. the other day. And I remember just seeing a big old smile on your face the entire time. It's like, that's a, you're, you're not just passionate about that. Like you're, you're doing that. You're living that path right there. Uh, and I'm really inspired by that. I appreciate that, Alex. Yeah. That panel was really very touching to me to listen to, uh, female leaders that I look up to talk about, the struggles they've encountered in their life. And, you know, with, with mental health, with challenges, with struggles, with suppressing things that you feel, you sometimes lack confidence. And in that panel, I heard every single one of our female leaders say that they have struggled with radiating and embodying confidence because let's be honest, you two, there's two of you and one of me. I am a minority in tech sales, right? Females make up a very small percentage. And because of that, it allow it, it kind of creates this space of, hey, you gotta, you gotta prove yourself. You really have to kind of fake it till you make it. And that can create a space where you don't have as much confidence in yourself. So yeah, throughout the journey of identifying my purpose and my higher self, it's allowed me to keep working on building that confidence. Well, I just want to say, I love you two guys. Uh, <laughs> you guys are great. And um, I know we're going to segue to talk a little bit more about the immersion itself uh, in a sec. But, you know, I think one one aspect of that we've talked about is community. And uh, you two, you know, inspire the hell out of me. And you, you talked about standards earlier, Alex, holding yourself to a high standard the best way that I know to hold yourself, help hold yourself to a higher standard is elevate the crew that you're hanging with. Mm -hmm. Uh, And if you're hanging with a crew, that's got a high standard, you know, you feel kind of like, dang, I got, you know, I think sometimes I'm like, I know Alex and Claire would be like, they'd be (laughs) meditating right now. Like they wouldn't be skipping. uh, (laughs) They wouldn't skip this workout, you know, or they, they would be, they would be taking care of themselves a little better than how you're doing it, Tom. Like you got to figure this out. And, um, I truly do think about that with you two and with other people in my life. Like, man, if they were watching me right now, that like they would not, they'd be a little disappointed. They'd be a little bummed out. And I think that's, that's part of just like having a standard for yourself of, of excellence in different ways that, that can help kind of triangulate. So this is a natural segue. Uh, if you want to have a badass community <laughs> to hold yourself to a higher standard, should we talk a little bit about like what, what the heck's going on for these three days? Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, we should. <laughs> well, this is what I'll say, and it, it ties into the immersion, but I still remember uh, being at an immersion in uh, Michigan one time for a community I was part of. It was like a four-day event, and it was like uh, there was some pretty – It was a, it was a, you had to invest a little bit more money to go to this particular one, and so there was therefore a higher uh, you know, higher-tiered person. I'll just say that. like They're were, they were higher in their career, I guess. And we did this one practice within it where we talked about um, your impossible moment. The moment that you look at in the future and you're like, damn, I'm doing that. Like, that's actually even beyond what I thought I was trying to do. Like, oh, my God. 
And uh, mine, I remember, was was speaking um, at the Gorge, which is a great amphitheater in near Seattle, Washington, um, in front of thousands of people. And then somebody else, I can't remember even what they shared. It was something about like uh, like meeting the president to change education. Like it was something like really powerful. And I was just like, damn, I'm not thinking big enough. <laughs> like yeah. something that just like gets you inspired because yes, doing the practices by yourself and journaling by yourself and developing vision by yourself is really valuable. Absolutely. But when you're doing it with and around other people who are really trying, like hungry to do that, you're, you're inspired. You're also challenged. You're like, man, I, I don't think I'm thinking about this the right way. And that's, I think, first and foremost, like one of the reasons why I love the fact that we're doing this is like, let's just get the best tech sales professional. Because the tech sales and tech sales leaders, it's a unique breed of person. There's a different typology. Let's just call it that to a tech sales professional. And when you get people in a room over a three-day period, um, and we're going to be doing, you know, many different activities indoors as well as outdoors, uh, we'll be sweating a little bit, we'll do a little yoga, uh, we'll be asking ourselves some really um, powerful questions in terms of uh, what, what our why is and, and how we show up every single day, and, and is that in alignment with that? And also, we'll be teaching you know great sales tactics and strategies. You know, Tom, I, like I know that we've we've talked to this, but like, you know, how do you build pipeline consistently? What are the revenue generating activities, the RGAs that you're doing, um, and how do you give an effective demo? Right, different things like how do we you know perfect the art and the craft of sales, um, and we're doing that in a container with other people from different companies who are high performers. And you're like, oh, that's how you do it. Or that's how you think that's what you're trying to do in the world. Damn. Okay. And how do we learn that and hone that and then be able to bring that back into our day to day on that Monday morning in your teams towards your customers and also know that you just developed not just great, a great network and, and opportunities that who know can extend to it, but you develop people, your crew who you're like, when you're struggling or when you need to get pumped up or when you're considering what your next role is because you're just crushing your number so much, like this is your crew. And that's really what we're trying to develop through these, these immersions here. There's two ways that you grow, right? And I think you need both. And one is doing things on a daily basis, right? How are you going to become a better sales professional? Well, you got to prospect every day. You got to run a great discovery call. You got to make a memorable experience for your customer. You, you got to ask the right questions, follow up, do all that stuff. You, and you have to do it every day. You can't just do it once in a while. Same with meditating, same with running, same with you know building a friendship. It's got to be a consistent practice and your, your uh, results go up to the right little by little and it adds up. And then the second way is like, massive discomfort, massive change where, you know, someone might say, Alex, you've taken 40 different times to give up three to four days of your life and spent X amount of dollars and took those days off of work and got on a plane or got in your car and met all these people that you didn't know before. And you did all this stuff. Um, but I bet you, you, at each of those, you made massive leaps. And I think that's what, you know, that that's the result that you can see is like, 
who you are as a person is what dictates how well you can do as a sales professional. So it's not just like these small little changes, but it's like you can make, you can get massive skill development at a place like this, the sales craft skills, personal fulfillment, development, you know, your mindset, the inner game, you can make huge exponential shifts finding a community that supports you, making a best friend in this uh, crazy sales world that we're in. Like these are things that, you know, there's a handful of moments over, you know, one's career or certainly over like a decade of one's career that you can look to that, that made huge shifts and huge gains. And that's what you're doing in a moment like this in a, in a weekend or a three-day thing like this is like you're investing, you're giving yourself, you're going all in because you know there's more to give. You know there's another level. Like you you just know when I say that, you feel that in your gut, you're like, Tom, you're right. There's another level. And I'm a little scared. I'm a little scared of what that's going to take to get there, but I want that. And you're not going to get there from just day-to-day stuff. You do uh, at certain points in your life, in my opinion, need something to really bolster you to the next level. Um, and like having a three-day container of people all working together is one way to do that. Oh, and by the way, we're going to have a great time. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be fun. <laughs> we're going to have fun while like, we do it. Like we're, we're talking, yeah, definitely sales tactics and strategies. Yes, definitely the inner game. But also like let's enjoy Austin. You know, let's let's experience uh, the beautiful uh, nature and, and outside and the, and the energy that's down there. I mean, it's one of the, the great tech, you know, places within uh, the country. And there's a lot of really cool people doing some pretty unique, different types of stuff. Um, so I'm excited to do that uh, and kind of admire those things. But Claire, I'll kind of love to hear from you as well. Well, and I just love the energy you brought to this <laughs> podcast. I agree. Every time you speak, I'm like, all right, I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm here. But I really appreciated what you said about if you feel as though there's that next level or if you're scared in any way, this is the space for you. If you hear mastering your inner game and you are like, what the hell does that mean? I don't want to go inward. I'm kind of scared to get deep. If you have that fear, this is the right place for you. If you are thinking to yourself, wow, I am really successful. I understand all sales tactics. I know all the methodologies. I've read every single book. They can't teach me anything in that realm. I guarantee we can because it will go hand in hand with mastering your inner game and the purpose of how you found so much success. And the last thing I'll leave everyone with is, you know, I have done immersions. And, uh, before I did my first one, I was like, what is this? What is this going to be? I was skeptical. I was fearful. I was nervous. And the best thing that happened to me was, yes, I got amazing content. I up-leveled as a sales professional. I cried multiple times. I got deep. I felt safe in that container, but I walked away from those weekends with truly mentors and sponsors that have helped me immensely in my career and community at the end of the day, we all want connection. We all want to connect with individuals and doing it in a space where you are not only up-leveling, but you're deeply getting to know yourself and everyone else is vibrating at the same frequency. 
It's invaluable. Mm-hmm. It really is. So the Arise Immersion, by the way, I love our name. We 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 wanted to go with the A theme and Tom and I were jamming on it for a little bit. And then we just had like a meeting with Claire and we're like, Claire, we need a good name for this immersion. Like when you start with an A, like we thought she just like Arise. And I was like, that's it. <laughs> it took us six months took took her six seconds. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, that's all. That's the magic sauce. Everything. So we got the Arise immersion, um, July fourteenth through the sixteenth in Austin, Texas. Uh, if you want to learn more uh, or jam out with either Tom, Clara, or myself or all of us, <laughs> uh, just uh, check out alluvians.co uh, and the uh, link to the. Uh, page for the immersion and the details of it. Um, the page and the details of the immersion will be right there for it. Uh, and you can click uh, contact us and you can have a good conversation. And yeah, we would love to have you there. Um, and again, there is an application process uh, for those who would like to attend uh, in terms of, you know, we're wanting to make sure that the people who are bringing here are serious about this, are committed to this. Uh, we're not just wanting a Joe Schmo off the street. You know what I'm saying? We're like, we're, we're really bringing it here. So with that, um, I will finish with this. Uh, first off, Clara and Tom, uh, I just want to acknowledge you both. Like doing this with you guys and even jamming out this podcast like gets me excited gets me really energized about what we're going to be bringing and also just uh, the culture that uh, us three have together. I'm really grateful for uh, it's, you know, not every single day when you find not just one, but two people who are committed to the same path and also making a meaningful impact and difference on this world and owning it and owning the uniqueness of that. So I acknowledge you guys both for that. And I will ask you this as my final question This show is called The Rising Leader Podcast. What do you view as the rising leader? Just want to throw it out there. We were not prepped on this final (laughs) question. This is this delay is is true uh, thought. (laughs) I view the rising leader as someone that is constantly looking to, to Alex's point, hone their craft, build amazing relationships with those around them. And honestly, at the end of the day, leaving the world better than they found it. For me, a rising leader is someone that um, they balance the tough act of servant leadership with also you know, in, in incredible mindfulness about their own and awareness of their own self, meaning they are filling their own cup in a lot of the ways that we mentioned today, and they're taking care of themselves as a prerequisite in order to help serve their team and help their team and their people that they're working with get to wherever it is they want to get to both professionally and, and personally. And, uh, I would love to see more of those types of leaders out there. Mic drop right there. I love it. <laughs> well, thank you both for attending. And thank you for listening to this podcast, all those who dropped in. And if you know somebody 
whether or not they're going to attend the immersion or are interested, who will just gain a little bit of value from this. Make sure you send it their way uh, and keep on spreading the good word. So thank you all and have a wonderful day. <laughs>